yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Hecabor. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Are there children listening? <laughs> I fucking hope not. There could be. Yeah, I was trying to cook some new stuff for Oli. So I got some tofu, but I didn't really plan it. So like, I winged it. She ate it. She liked it. I don't know. Have you cooked tofu before? Why don't you just ask me if I've blown a dude before? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, this episode took an interesting turn. <laughs> Wow. Let's uh, let's go down that path. Let's not. No, I actually don't mind tofu. I just never cooked with it. Okay. Um, I was gonna say just a little bit of your toxic masculinity there. I'm too manly to eat tofu. Yeah, it uh, just seems like a lot of work. It was, man. It was a it was a huge mess. Like I got it and then when I was looking at it, it's like you need a press. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like you need a you need apparatus to cook this thing, dang it. Or you just wrap it in a tea towel and put some heavy crap on top of it and let it sit for a few minutes. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is Cooking Talk with Stand Up Dads. <laughs> this is Rob. And and um, confessionals, apparently, from, so. from Robert. <laughs> and who so the hell you are were, you? You were, you were blowing a dude while you were having tofu? Of course. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's why you can't eat it anymore. You know, flashbacks, PTSD. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's the end of the... Expl- we just earned our explicit tag right there, so... We'll have to edit it. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, what's going on over there? Yeah, so I started dating someone, and it's been really awesome. How and old? it's really... What? How old? <laughs> 29. Oh, that's like geriatric <laughs> for you. Geriatric? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> This is not true. You know how old, because you were like, well, first I told you our interests are so much the same. That's like, she likes cartoons and she's into comics. And you were like, did you weird science yourself a girl? But then you're like, wait, she wasn't born. <laughs> she wasn't born when we graduated high school. Messed up. <laughs> but it's going and well, which is awesome. It's I going super that. well. I'm super happy about it. Yeah, so it made me... Oli, like I've said before in the podcast, Oli's been like getting more and more like she, so she watches all those like shows on Disney and stuff, the little like high school type stuff, you know? So she's like in my business where she'll just randomly go like, I know you're dating and I'll be like, yeah, leave me alone, you know? <laughs> so on uh, Valentine's, there's a certain chocolate uh, that Annie likes, the, the girl I'm dating, and they had it at the store and I had Oli with me, so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy, I'll buy Oli something, but I'll buy that. So when I get it, she's all, who's that for? <laughs> I'm like, mind your business. And she goes, and she goes to me, I'll see her. She's like, she goes, dad, I wish you would just trust me. And I just, you know, I just want you to be honest with me. Like, I know you are dating and I would just like you to be honest with me. So I was like, dang it. It's like a, I don't know, like a growing up moment. So I, all I yeah. really gave her was like, oh, like, okay. Yes, I am. At that point, I was like, yes, I am seeing someone. And she was like, she goes, thank you for telling me I'm happy for you, dad. And that was, and it was like, 
oh my god this was like such a <laughs> like grown-up such a grown-up conversation you know but then later when she was talking to my mom she was like i know he's been dating someone because their faces always pop up when he's driving on the text she's like, i couldn't figure out who she goes and she tells my mom all i could figure out was he doesn't date blonde girls <laughs> <laughs> she knows you have a type. No, well, well, no head, no pictures about that, I guess. But now she knew when I said it was Annie. She saw, I knew it was Annie because I saw her name pop. It was like, oh my god, she's got like a whole like sleuthing thing. She's mm-hmm. working with uh, Kim on how to yeah. hunt down people. <laughs> so super mature. But then, like, I don't know, just like a week later. She calls me, and normally when she calls me, she wants to get off the phone as fast as possible. I just, now, when you hey, say dad, super go. mature, are you talking about your daughter or your date? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Robert, <laughs> trying to rain on my happy parade. It won't work. Anyway, so like Oli calls me. after I say in a week after her being so mature and saying, I'm just happy for you, Dad. You know, just want your happiness. Normally she gets off the phone. Well, I'm we're at dinner out 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 having dinner um, at Zocalo or whatever. It's like a, mm-hmm. they had outdoor seating, so it's like ten minutes we're talking. So finally I'm like, Oli, I gotta go. And she's like, you know, where are you at? I'm like, well, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm having dinner with Annie. And all of a sudden, that's how you knew it was my daughter. She goes, Oh, la la la, loo, la la, <laughs> hella loud, just like me. So it's coming out of my phone, la la la, loo. and she's like. It sounds like you. There it is. So just based on how mature your kid was at the age of 10, it kind of got me thinking about how we baby our kids beyond when we should. So this Yeah, I guess I should qualify it that I had never before that. She never really had met anybody or, you know, I think I did shelter it completely where it was just some big mystery like. Which I think was yeah. a good call because I think this is probably just the most ready. stable one. Exactly. Yeah. And this one's, yeah, I didn't want her to meet anybody that didn't seem like a real deal. Yeah. So we're going to talk about not babying your kids and we'll leave Mike's dating life alone so we don't fuck <laughs> it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Prevent me from jinxing it. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of why we baby the kids is just the way we look at parenting is so different. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it was way different with our parents. And I got Sebastian Maniscalco talking about that. I didn't grow up in a huge family, right? Just I have a sister. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to have kids of my own. It's coming to a point now. I got my friends all have kids. They're always asking me, Sebastian, when are you? And I go, I don't know if I, I want kids. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, so no. Sebastian, kids are a miracle. It's it's an amazing thing. Once you have one of your own, it's not about you anymore. It's about them. Why the hell would I want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not the kids I got a problem with. It's the parents today. It's a different parent than how we grew up. First of all, is everybody's kid fantastic? Why is everybody bragging about their kids? Don't we have any dumb kids anymore? My parents were honest with people. They never bragged about me. 
We went to the aunts and the uncles. As soon as we walked in, my father was like, yeah, we don't know what the hell's wrong with him. <laughs> I don't know, something's off with this kid. He's, something's loose. Look at how big his head is. Look at the head on this kid. <laughs> and uh, I've been yelled at for making fun of my kid's head because it is huge. When he was little, he looked like a freaking thumbtack. It was just all head. But he's growing into it nicely, so that's good. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a big brain or just a thick skull, but we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants you to make fun of. No, and you shouldn't make fun of your kid. But still, it, uh, the parents, though, I mean, he's got a point. It's like no one will admit that their kid is not the greatest thing. So it's like it's like militant, where it's like my kid is great, and I'm gonna make the school. <laughs> Yeah, change worship. yeah i'm gonna make the school change to to work around them instead of we'll like get what into happened. that yeah, yeah we will get i was in that. first second and third grade it was like you're in the other room <laughs> well yeah i remember because i didn't speak english in first grade and i remember being put in the the slow kids group and i knew mm-hmm. it and i was like this fucking sucks yeah yeah at the age of six i knew i'm like ah oh, man but yeah you got, we got our own room <laughs> And, you know, no one was telling me how smart I was then. Yep. Yeah. So, but speaking of child worship, George Carlin has a quick bit on child worship. Here it is. Now, speaking of parents and speaking of bullshit, uh, two ideas which aren't always mutually exclusive, by the way. I'd like to mention a special kind of bullshit that has taken hold in this country in the last 30 to 40 years. It's a form of bullshit that really only can be called child worship. It's child worship. It's this excessive devotion to children. I'm talking about today's professional parents, these these obsessive diaper sniffers <laughs> who are overscheduling and overmanaging their children and robbing them of their childhoods. Even the simple act of playing. <laughs> Even the simple act of playing has been taken away from children and put on mommy's schedule in the form of play dates. Something that should be spontaneous and free is now being rigidly planned. When does a kid ever get to sit in the yard with a stick anymore? You know, just sit there with a fucking stick. Do today's kids even know what a stick is? You know, he's got a point, man. It's true. I mean, shoot. I mean, I was an only kid and I spent so much goddamn time on my own. And, you know, I mean, you see your kid just standing out there doing whatever. And it's like, well, who knows what he's thinking about? You know, he might be figuring out how to solve world problems like cancer or climate change. Or he might be thinking about, (laughs) I wonder if different animals poop taste different. I mean, he just... I don't know. It's a weird form of babying that we have feel like we have to structure everything for them so they don't know yeah. what to do when they have free time. Because my kid is always like, I'm bored. We'll go fucking find something to do. I don't say it like that, yeah. but, you know, we'll find something to do. Well, no, I'm bored. I'm like, then you're boring. Go do something. You know, find something to do. <laughs> Louis C.K. clip last time. It's like the phone doesn't suck. Your life sucks around the phone. <laughs> I think Owen is just thinking up amazing one-liners all the time yeah. from the stuff that he's 
say what he says to people. Fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's good. That's for what that. he's hiding in that head of his. A whole head yeah. full of like biting commentary. <laughs> oh, shit. We were in Half Moon Bay. I'm trying to remember some of them. I should write these freaking things down, but... Yeah. I think Kim always gets them. They're oh, usually posted. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why... She I catches them. Delegate. Well, she's with them more, so... Anyway, just talking yeah. about how we're taking away their ability to take care of themselves by planning everything for them. I found an yeah. article called Why I Let My Nine-Year-Old Ride the Subway Alone. Written uh-huh. by, and I got a link in the show notes. And this woman is my freaking uh-huh. hero. It's written by oh, really? Skenazi. Uh-huh. And so it just starts off. I left my nine-year-old at Bloomingdale's a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last scene, he was in the first floor handbags as I sashayed out the door. Did he know this was happening? Yes, because she says here for weeks, he'd been begging her to please leave him somewhere, anywhere, and let him try to figure out how to get home on his own. Uh, on a Sunday, she gave him a subway map, a Metro card, a $20 bill, and several quarters in case he had to make a call. For the record, this was written in 2008, so there still were pay phones. Oh, okay. But still, yeah. you know, you got a subway map, a Metro card, so you can get on the subway, 20 bucks in case you need yeah. something. And, mm-hmm. and she did not give him a cell phone. Uh, she didn't want him to lose it, but mm-hmm. she was like also, you know, hey, figure it out. And she didn't trail him like I, you and I would have done. It's like, okay, he yeah. thinks he's alone. But no, she really just left him. He took the subway. He figured out the right bus and he got home. He got the long story short. This, my son got home ecstatic with independence. Now, you know, she created a monster because now he thinks he can do everything on his own. But it's freaking awesome. So some of the other parents are saying it's child abuse. But I'm thinking, you know, we've talked about it on here. No one thought twice about us being nine or ten going out on our own. It's true, but the, I don't know. The thing I don't like about it, one, not having some sort of like a cell phone on them. I, obviously, 2008, maybe they might not have had one to give them. But my question is not that I wouldn't trust. I think I would fully trust that Oli is c- totally capable of figuring out her way on Bart like I did as mm-hmm. a kid in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. What I don't trust is other people. That's the thing I wouldn't well, trust. So like, that's the thing. We've talked about out. that. Yeah. That's it's not what as I bad trust. as it appears. So not as bad as it appears, but I don't, I would not take the chance that that one percentage I know. that it happens to turns out to be my kid on this case. Like yeah. when we used to get to go on BART everywhere, my brother was about, I don't know, maybe 13, okay. but he looked like he was 25. Sure. He had like a full beard already. Yeah. And he was already like, I don't know, like 180 with the giant shoulders. So it was kind of a safe way for us. Like, and Doug would just not speak. If you, you wouldn't even want to sure. talk to him because he could give you that look, but you would never know that that's a, that's two kids right there. That looks like a, a young dad and his kid, you know, with me with him, you know, Yeah. my, that's why I wouldn't do it. And that's why I think here's the thing. Yeah. In this article, they talk about statistics show that this is an incredibly rare event and you cannot protect people from very rare events. It would be like trying to shield the child against being struck by lightning because that's about the same odds. Okay. And yet you're tempting fate with this. No, you're not. It's such a low, it's such a low thing that I'm going to let my kid figure it out and then find out whether or not they're the one that gets affected. I think it's a little safer with a son than a 
daughter. Of course, yeah. But still, there's still people. There's just, you know, you're asking for trouble with that is what I'm seeing. Well, Justice Department data actually show the number of children abducted by strangers has been going down over the years. Hmm. So Yeah, because too many of us are like, I'm not putting my kid on, the, on there. Well, they have I, less pickings. <laughs> so the problem comes down to the everything is dangerous outlook on stuff. It just, it's a danger in itself because a kid that thinks yeah. he can't do everything, anything on his own won't. That's the problem. You know, like we talked about mm. with that can opener last week. Yeah. You know, you like an escape room. Imagine how fun is an escape room if everyone tells you the clues without you even asking. True. And I, not, I would probably feel safer if they had a phone and it was more than like a couple of them together. Two, two, two or three nine-year-olds together to figure it out or something. I mean, I'm not saying drop your kid off in the middle of New York and say, good luck. But at the same time, there but are that's what smaller, she did. <laughs> yeah. But there are smaller versions of that that could be done. I just think that we take the tools out of our kids' hands by thinking we know best for them. I would also say that you got to watch where you're at because statistically, I'm sure it's it's much rarer in some smaller state. But I know where we're at in Sacramento, this is a really high area for trafficking. Um, no, it's trafficking. not. <laughs> it is. Now, right. It is. Well, anyway, my whole point is if you allow... The All right, person, Owen, get ready for your trip. You should. <laughs> Fuck. And, and the thing is, the reason I don't think he's ready is because I've babied him for the past eight years. I've done everything uh, for him. So it, shame on me. So if I was more likely to let him do his thing, I think he'd be a lot more independent. But I don't um, know. Kids yeah. can surprise you just like your daughter surprised you. If we give them the opportunity. Yeah. So I found this article. This just happened like a couple of days ago. Uh, the article reads, a little boy asks neighbor for help because his mom, and I quote, died in the shower. And there's a video and I will post the link. And this five-year-old boy, he was put to bed by his mom, who then went to the shower and he heard a noise and he decided to go investigate. He saw his mom on the floor of the shower she apparently had had a seizure and was blacked out. And so what he did when he couldn't get his mom awake is he went, he got his two-month-old baby sister, bundled her up so she would be warm, and then figured a way out of the house because I guess you couldn't figure out how to unlock the door, the front door. He went to the garage, got a step stool, opened the garage door, took his little sister, bundled up, went to the neighbor's house, and he went up and he said, my mom died in the shower. Will you take care of us? That's awesome. And wow. the lady was like, because uh, she didn't realize he had his little sister. You know, she thought it was like a dog or a doll or something like that. Wow. And then she figured it out and called 911 right away. Yeah. The fact that, and they got there in time and she was fine. It's just, they're actually, I guess the shower was in a tub. So there actually yeah. was a chance she could have drowned. Yeah. Um, the fact that he had the, you know, the forethought to think about, I need to protect my sister because any kid can run out screaming for help. Yeah. And he actually planned it out. He's like, I couldn't wake her and then got his sister. I mean, yeah. I watched the video and I actually got kind of teary just because I was amazed by this kid. And then it's cool. Amazing. Yeah. The fire department that actually went, came back later and gave him a big certificate and made him an honorary firefighter. And That's cool. That That's stuff. really cool. Yeah. So I think, 
kids will surprise you. And I don't think we give them enough opportunities to do that. I think we, I think you can without it having to be, because I I feel like we've raised Oli to be really independent and and self-sufficient to an extent. Like she's not going to go on it, you know, just go on a meat dropper somewhere and have her come back. Like, I know. Well, I mean, that's but just, I think when yeah. she gets when she gets to be old enough, she's going to be ready to go do that on her own by, you know, by giving her the autonomy that we do on our own. Like, like you were talking about, like being able to figure out stuff to do or, or whatnot. Like, yeah. I'm not worried about your kid. No. She's going to be a tooth chipper, but it's just yeah. there are times, I think, where we take the tools out of the hands before they get to use them. True. I would like to be able to have that, you know, for her. But don't feel that comfortable with it for something like that. I would not go in a major city and, and let her do that sure. as a test at, at this age, you know. The thing I loved about what the kid said, you know, will you take care of us? That's awesome. You know, he didn't say, can you help? It was like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> Time to get a new one. Yeah, we a need it. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we can deal with the old one. You're prettier than my mommy. Will you take care of me? <laughs> Can you can you get my stuff though? I don't want to go in there because I don't want to see my dead old mom. Oh, <laughs> I just I love that whole. Well, you just take care of us. I'm done. Anyway, so the last clip I'm going to play is just another example of how we coddle our kids. And yeah. This is by Jeff Allen. Quit coddling the kids. I read where they won't even grade English papers in red ink because red ink is too traumatic for our children to see. Are you kidding me? I don't know about any of you guys, but. My English papers came back looking like OJ's driveway. <laughs> what, too soon? <laughs> my father would look at my paper and go, wow, this is your native tongue, you moron. <laughs> well, great in bread. I don't, see, that's, that's where I see where I'm old, where I'm like, oh, come on. Like, you know, they take it to such extreme way. Like, yeah, that's what that's where we end up as like a whole society where we are over coddling them. Where it's like you can't say anything too mean, can't say anything too. And we used to get like, yeah, just roasted. Yeah, I just love the and, whole. My papers look like OJ's driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've been beating around the bush with it, and uh, so I found some articles on how to stop babying your kids, and I found okay. one called nine effective ways to stop babying your teens. Okay. And of all the articles, this was probably one of the best ones. Keep them under constant surveillance. No, no, that wasn't one. (laughs) Well, I've got a bone to pick with this one because it was on a uh, website called crosswalk.com. Uh-huh. Crosswalk. Crosswalk. And turns out it has nothing to do with pedestrians crossing the street. (laughs) It's the cross and walking. Uh, So it's a Christian site. So I would say eight effective ways to stop babying your teens. Because it was probably of all the articles, the best one I saw. Yeah. One bullshit one, which I will get to. Uh Uh-oh. So so there's eight good ones and a ninth one that's tithing? No. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to it. But anyway, number one, let them get in trouble. Because nice. if they don't, they're never going to yeah. learn that their actions have consequences. Yeah. Don't wake them up in the morning, which is tough because I'm OCD and hate being late. But uh-huh. they will learn that I got to do this shit myself. 
That's or a they good just, idea to start doing. I didn't even think of that. It's going to be shitty for a while because ah. they're going to be late and they're going to have tardiness and all that. I hate that word, tardy. Wow. But, you know, it's going to suck. But they, well, hopefully will realize this sucks. I got to do this myself. Mm. And the other one, uh, let's see, number three, make them work. Help around the house, find a part-time job, stuff like that. I think that is great. I have been failing on that because I... She's a master of what I was a master yeah. of, which is like make it take longer and make it harder than what you need so that you just go, there's not enough time. Yeah. You, you have to just go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the thing is, I, this is more, again, geared towards teens than little kids. But yeah, we okay. should give them chores and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I learned a lot because I started working yeah, at teen. for Would real at 14. And that's when I learned that you could scam people. And instead of ringing people up for chips, you could ring people up for beer and get drunk at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> All sorts you know of learning what? experiences. But I agree with that. I started working at 14 too. And yeah. that was. And that like was you cool. worked in a comic shop. So you can actually Loved work it. in something that has your interests. So they, yes. it just gives them an idea like, oh, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Or they do some fast food and have a soul crushing day, but. And yeah, still, they learn the value of, you know, having their own money and stuff like that. Yes. So be courageous. And I've read this a couple times through and I don't understand what they mean. So, so make that seven good tips. Uh, stop being overprotective. That one's pretty darn self-explanatory, but it yeah. is very important. Yeah. Uh, this one was interesting. Again, this is geared towards teens. Stop filling out paperwork. Make them fill out their own damn forms. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because they, you know, because it's those packets of stuff. Obviously, you're going to look it over. But yeah, you know, part of being an adult is filling out forms. And if they feel comfortable with it, I mean, I had to do that shit for my parents all the time because I was the, you know, the translator all the time. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I've never been intimidated by, you know, big packets of papers to fill out. And again, this is geared towards teens. Don't be a go-between with their teachers. They yeah. need to learn to, if they have a problem, go to the source and get the shit figured out. And we've been doing that. That's actually been really good. That The online thing has helped with that a lot. Yeah. So Because you can, like, message them and make little – the teacher lets them set up meeting times. Yep. And then another one, which I really like, was parent with the end goal in mind. And their quote here is, you're not raising your kids to be good kids. You're raising them to be responsible, mature adults, which I think we lose sight of that. Yeah, I try to keep in mind that, that the goal is, which is sad, but it's what, it, what I want it to be, is the goal is that she's confident and independent enough that when she, you know, when she's 18 and wants to go to college, she's like, see ya, instead of like, I have to stay here forever out of fear. Like yeah. not that I wouldn't mind. Like, yeah, if you're going to stay here, you're saving money, you're doing some, I'd love that. Sure. But I, the goal is that she's like, I'm not afraid of stuff. You know, I was afraid of a lot of things, I think. And, and would always be to take that jump, you know, like yeah. I'd want her to be like that. Oh, your kid's going to be great. You've done a great job with her, man. So she's going to be like, see ya. I'm going around the, I'm going <laughs> to backpack around the world and I might be able to call you. It's going to be just yeah. like she is right now where I'll get mm -hmm. a call. I'm like, I haven't heard from you for months. Hey, okay. So what I need you to do is send me this. And <laughs> yeah, I need money. <laughs> and 
then I'll talk to you later. You know, love All you. Right. Bye. Yeah. And then, okay. So here's the last piece of advice that they have, which I call bullshit. Seek after God daily. And here's their quote. Learn how to parent from the best father with a capital F there is. You mean the guy who sent his kid down to get killed? <laughs> is it that specific? Is it is it a Catholic one? No, it just, is because it's the it's cross. Christian. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, do not attempt to parent without him with a capital H. And I just and I got mad. I'm like, ah, man, I really <laughs> like this article. And it was probably one of the best ones out there. I'll also put one out from uh, the art of manliness, um, <laughs> which is a podcast and a website about not cooking tofu. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, they probably teach you how to do tofu, but man in a manly way. So in a manly way, yeah. You have true. to press it in a vice. Yes, uh, turn it into bacon tofu strips. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, I'll post the link to this. It's got mostly similar stuff, but a little bit of a twist. It's more of a dad's version. Give them independence. Let them do unsafe things. Oh, yeah. We do, do that not, stuff a lot, yeah. Do not be their best friend, which I cannot agree with more. Uh, yeah. They don't need that. Uh, don't automatically take their side because, hey, sometimes our kids are dickheads. Yeah, that's the dad job is to be like, like what's that place called? The... Uh, sun splash like i took oli oli doesn't like um roller coasters uh -huh. but i was able to kind of trick her into going on the <laughs> the big drop one yeah and and it was totally a dad like roll of the dice either this ends in tears and we're leaving right away and i'm gonna hear it from everybody or luckily at the end it was like oh my god that was so fun and wanted to do it again but it, <laughs> it's one of those ones you're like Oh, we're just gonna do it. Let's just see. Because yeah. once the once she saw the drop, she was like, "I want off of here." Yeah. Everyone's looking at me like, "What a terrible dad!" I'm like, "You're just right. We're gonna do it." And I would have been. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I think they need to be. You know, sometimes yeah. kids need to be pushed. Sometimes literally. Like I remember, mm. it wasn't this last Halloween because everything was shut down. But the one before it, Owen wanted to go on a zip line up at Bishop Ranch where they have that big pumpkin farm. Yeah. And I had zip lines and he was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go do it. And then I walked up there with him and, you know, explained to him what he's going to do. <laughs> and I got video. I posted it on Facebook. They awesome. opened the door and the guy goes, okay, one, two, three. And he's like hesitating. And <laughs> you can see me push him with my hand. <laughs> At least you didn't use, you should have used your foot. Like, no. It's this story. He turns around, no, dad. <laughs> so I did push him off the ledge, but he was so happy when he did it. And then he's like, That's he the gamble we got to take because yeah. it could have ended in tears and everybody mad. Because if he didn't go, he would just remember crying and walking off the thing and not do it. He's like, No. But of course, when he gets done, he's like, Daddy pushed me. <laughs> it's like, God yeah, damn yeah. it. Shut up. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he uh, did, did he? Yeah. And the last one from uh, this art of manliness is don't praise them indiscriminately. And this is one of those that I am a huge supporter of. And I've brought this up probably on at least 10 different episodes. You know, don't praise them just generally be specific about the achievements. Like if they do well on a math test said, Hey, you did a great job on your math test. Not you are smart. Yeah. That makes sense. That's it for not babying your kids. I mean, I, it all should be kind of common sense. But uh, not always. And we're just weaning it sometimes. As we parents. are. They try to remember all the stuff 
I read or whatnot. And then there's always feels like there's still at least one amends that have to be made every couple of days of I'm sorry, yell at you or I can't tell you how many times I go to bed going, Oh, I fucked that up. Yeah, and that's just, the one they're gonna remember in therapy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But Anyway, that brings us to our sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. I love these guys. And I, I am excited about a new product they just put out. What? Red Hot Chili Pepper Gummies. Yum. Oh, my so God. I love caffeine. I love spicy food. Put them together. That sounds hella good. I'm ordering some, so I just uh, hope it doesn't hurt on the way out. Uh, <laughs> so I was reading on the site, and they updated some stuff. Boost energy instantly without caffeine jitter jitters. Sounds hella good. So I want that. Yeah. Mocha shots, hot, except it's going to be, it's still a mocha shot. So coffee and chili pepper. I don't know. I'm willing My, to try it. Sounds kind of good. Mocha shots, high energy gummies work five times faster than coffee at half the price. They've got a combination of caffeine, vitamin B complex and herbal nootropics. I don't know what the hell nootropics are, but they help but it's boost delicious, energy. Whatever it is. Yep. They're delicious. Improve focus and enhance cognitive performance without jittery side effects. So, and this is the thing I apparently haven't read, or maybe it's been on the site the whole time. So when you drink coffee or take pills like Nodos and stuff, it takes about 45 minutes for your body to digest it. Mm-hmm. But mocha shots dissolve and absorb absorb quickly in your mouth. So it's That's like a awesome. mucosal delivery. So you will feel the full caffeine kick within minutes. Nice. So... That's why you like them so goddamn much. Hell again. It needs to be faster because you think this isn't doing anything. I need another pack. That's what the, why those CBD ones were so good too. And I thought they weren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that always. Insane. I told that, you, just take one. That's always my uh, mistake. Is the like I don't learn from it. Yeah. I don't feel nothing yet. <laughs> and then oh shit. But, and it was unfair because those are so delicious too. They're like a pineapple, I, like pineapple candy. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that was a mistake. I was like, <laughs> check it out for yourself. Use the link yeah. in our show notes. When you click that, enter the code standupdads15, you'll get 15% off your order and we will get credit for it. Yes. And if you see another offer code on there, I believe you can still combine them and get save even more in your caffeine. And if I, I saw it this morning, the red hot chili pepper ones are on sale. I guess it's, mm. so uh, it's less. So Seattle Gummy Company, stand up dad tested and approved. Get shit done. This brings us to the bad dad. And this one, I don't even know what to say about this guy. Okay. Worst dad ever runs off with girlfriend's mom the day after birth of his son. So it's his son's. Let's see. A 24-year-old pregnant mom claims she was shocked to find out that her boyfriend and baby daddy was having an affair with her own mother. So, so the oh, so the the young guy took off with the mom. Yes. And wow. uh, so the girl's 24, the boyfriend was 29, and the mom was 44. And he took off with her. Yeah, and they're in England, and the mom came around. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the Gloucester, England-based family were living so that living together so that the grandma could help take care of the grandchildren. Aldridge and Shelton already have two children together, a daughter also named Georgina one, and the newborn son now. So you got two kids, and then uh, the day after the kid was born, he ran off with her. 
Jesus. Uh, that, yeah, that's a hard one to top. <laughs> I mean, a that's a bad dad because he already that's had a, a kid. Dad. It's not, you know, and but horrible mom. I mean, yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's only two a, for the price of one. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it it doesn't work the other way. It's not like your dad is going to be like, oh, son, you did a brought a beautiful baby into the world. But uh, in six weeks, I'm going to be banging your daughter, your wife. <laughs> And it also doesn't go like, honey, uh, after this episiotomy scar <laughs> heals, uh, I'm going to go bang your dad. It just doesn't go that way. It's just, it's kind of unfair, but. I just don't know. took off. Yeah, that's, yeah, that so, one sucks. Yeah, but so here's the stuff. So the daughter would talk about how her boyfriend and mom would spend nights in the kitchen together drinking Bacardi. Uh, she once caught her boyfriend touching her mom's butt and he tried to brush it off like, you know, oh, that's nothing. Oh, it's and, just accidental. Yeah, I and, fell into fell yeah. onto her butt. <laughs> and here's a quote. It was disgusting. She would wear these short dresses and be all touchy feely with him on the sofa. Oh, my God. He confronted the pair and they denied that anything was going on. And that changed. That changed when she went to the hospital to have the kid. Oh, wow. I didn't read this part. What? While she was having a C-section, the boyfriend broke up with her via text, claiming he was sick of her accusing him of having an affair. She was. Oh, my God. And he was. And he was. What a dick. And maybe that was the. Maybe he was just being honest. He's like, no, I know I was. I'm just sick of you talking about it. Yeah. Quit making me feel guilty about it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, it's all you talk about. Like, obviously I am, but. I just want to bang your mom. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you just leave us alone, man? Could have been one big happy family. Now I have to leave. All the dads out there, just picture (laughs) the day after your kid is born, you run off with your (laughs) mother-in-law. Hey, man. That's, That's a bad one. So, yeah, they, uh, Ryan saw the baby for only a few minutes after he was born, and then 10 minutes the day afterwards, he was moving all his stuff out of the house. Yeah. Uh, they were in such a rush, he had even had my mom waiting for him in the car, parked, packed it in the car park. Oh, my God, man. Jeez. Yeah, that's just bad family all around. Jeez. What an awful guy. I feel horrible for that girl. Yeah, and for once, though, it's like... It's not as bad of a downer as some of the ones just because it's like, it's awful, but it's also like, it sounds like she dodged a bullet. Like, let that guy go. Oh, but she's got a whole other bullet. But her mom, dude. Yeah, you got the mom too, but. She was meant to be granny to my two children and helping me look after them. But instead, she's off shagging my boyfriend. (laughs) Ryan Shelton, you are our bad dad this week and a total piece of crap. Oh, piece of crap. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Email us at thestandupdads at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell your friends, and most importantly, rate us. That's how the show grows. And if you want to hire someone to draw a picture of you shagging your mother-in-law, <laughs> ew, that is so gross. Who would they write to? I'd draw that for you. <laughs> write to me, Pencil for Hire. Go to my antiquated website. Pencilforhire.com or Pencil for Hire on Instagram for slightly newer content that is also barely updated at this point, but it will be getting updated more. I have some posts. Promises, promises.
in addition to being a great artist, you've got a collection of comics. Tell me about it. So, yeah, I have a collection of Clumsy Love that's got the first few years of a strip I was doing like three times a week for a while. And it's basically the first year was me and my ex-wife and our cats. I still treat my cats as uh, other children. But we that first year and then uh, when Olivia was born from that point on, um, just a lot of fun comics were some some are based off of true things and some are just like you know the way my mind would expand what happened to it but it's a lot of fun and it's a big thick collection like 600 comics right something like that That's yeah i gotta do the second half so there's at yes, least a complete do. of that run so click that link and get that and while you're there click the link for i have mongombo the graphic novel by Doug Gray. Yes, that's his brother. He's also very talented. It's hilarious. It is. And there's a pandemic going on. You got nothing better to do. Get it. Again, our sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. Check out those red hot chili pepper mocha shots. I'm looking forward to trying them myself. Click the link in the show notes and enter the code standupdads15 and get 15% off your order. And finally, Check out my side project, The Gag on This Podcast. That's run by Big Nick. And we interview comics and have a great time doing it. We just interviewed Stephanie Knowles from Savage Henry. Had a great time. And my co-hosts were telling me that I was in rare form. So uh, if you want to see awesome. what that's like, go check it out. And, that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's a fun time. We get to, I get to be, say horrible things on that thing and not like, <laughs> be offending anyone. But, Anyway, quit babying your goddamn kids, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye.